Hello, my friends, and welcome to The Bible in Order, where we are chronologically going through the entire Bible in one year. Today's reading for August 18th is Jeremiah chapters 38 through 40 and Psalms 74 and 79. Imagine what it would be like to be a prophet of the Most High God sharing a message that absolutely nobody wanted to hear outside of a select few. Like maybe you would be safe sharing that message in your church, or at least mostly safe in your church. But imagine preaching from your front porch. How would your neighbors feel? How would the person across the street from you feel if you were sharing a message that was so unpopular? Like, it's one thing to hold a sign on a street corner that says, Repent, for the end is near. Or, Jesus loves you and died for you. Or something like that that's general. And all people, for the most part, would tend to agree with whether they like it or not. But imagine your nation is being attacked. And not just attacked, but invaded. Imagine a foreign army is coming into where you live and taking over the government buildings and telling the police officers in your city, either work with us or we will kill you. Some people listening to this are in countries experiencing this kind of thing right now. But most of us really don't know what that would be like. It's hard for us to imagine in the United States what it would be like if Russian troops were marching down the street or Chinese or whatever, whatever the nation. And... As that invading army is coming into your street, going house to house, taking whatever they want, God gives you the message or the, the idea, the, the words that you must go out and preach loudly where all the people are walking by and some feel like they're running for their lives. You go out and you say, these Foreign soldiers were sent by God. Listen to them. Do not resist them. Imagine what that would be like. And then your neighbors, the people around you, the government officials, begin muttering and saying, this prophet, so-called, is ruining the morale of our defenses. He's telling the people in our own army not to fight. And people are becoming confused and not wanting to follow orders. And we're losing the war because of what this one person is saying. And so they take him and they throw Jeremiah into a pit, a cistern, a mostly dry well 
where there's no water, but it's just full of mud. So he sinks down into the mud. And one of his friends goes to the king, Abed-Melech. King Zedekiah, Jeremiah is going to die because he preached an unpopular message. And as wicked as Zedekiah was, he gives this man authority to go and rescue Jeremiah, but not to set him free. And then, conveniently, Jeremiah is still alive, and Zedekiah tries to get a, another prophetic word from him. Hopefully, this time he'll get some better news than what Jeremiah has delivered in the past. But the news is the same. Zedekiah, repent. Zedekiah, lay down your arms. Do not run and do not try to fight. Surrender. Zedekiah doesn't like that. He leaves Jeremiah in jail. And he tries to get away when the wall is finally breached. The day Jerusalem was captured, Jeremiah was there and Zedekiah took off and he tried to escape. But the Babylonian troops did not let him go. And because he did not, because Zedekiah did not listen to the word of God through the prophet Jeremiah, a terrible fate awaited him. He was cuffed and brought back to the city. His sons were killed before him. And that was the very last thing he saw because after that, his eyes were put out. And then the king of Babylon appointed a captain of the guards named Nebuzaradan. And this man was left in charge of the land of Judah. And he exiled many of the people. But the poor people who owned nothing, he gave them vineyards and fields at that time. If only Zedekiah had looked after the poor and the widows the way this pagan did. Jeremiah was then freed and he was turned over to Gedaliah or Gadaliah, depending on your pronunciation. And Gedaliah was one of the prophets or the priests in chapter 38 who said, while Baruch was reading Isaiah's words from the scroll, we need to let the king know about this. We, we have to intervene. Perhaps God will spare this city. So he was a good man. He was, a, he was somebody who feared the word of God. And in chapter 40, we get a little bit of a, a more intense or a closer view of what it was like for Jeremiah 
And it says in verse two, the captain of the guards took Jeremiah and they said to him, Yahweh, your God decreed this disaster on this place and Yahweh has fulfilled it. He has done just what he decreed because you people have sinned against Yahweh and have not obeyed him. This thing has happened. How amazing and conflicting must it have been for Jeremiah to have his words, his prophetic words, confirmed by this foreigner who was not one of God's people. And so the captain of the guards gave Jeremiah a ration and a gift and released him, and Jeremiah went to Gedaliah. Now, Gedaliah advises the people. He, he takes Jeremiah's advice and says, lay down your arms, serve the king of Babylon. This is what God wants for you. It will go well for you if you do that. And then a plot arises to assassinate him, but he doesn't believe it. And we're closing in Jeremiah today with chapter 40, verse 16, Gedaliah, son of Ahikam, responded, don't do that. Why would you go and kill Ishmael? He's not going to try to kill me. I guess we'll find out tomorrow if he was right. And in chapter 74 of Psalms, it's a prayer for Israel. Why have you rejected us forever? God, doesn't it feel like when God disciplines us that he's rejecting us forever? And if I could sum up this psalm in just a few lines. I would say, how long? And then look what they did. Remember your enemies, O oh God. You alone are powerful. Verse 12 says, God is my king from ancient times. Perform saving acts on the earth. He divided the sea with his strength. And it goes on and talks about the glory and the power of God. And in that last stanza, beginning in verse 18, remember Yahweh. Remember what the enemy has done. Do not let them get away with their sin and their folly. Do not forget the clamor of your adversaries, God, the tumult of your opponents that goes up constantly. And in Psalm 79, in closing today, a psalm of Asaph, verses 12 and 13, pay back sevenfold to our neighbors the reproach they have hurled at you, Lord. The psalmist is not concerned about his own, his own reputation, his own life, his own will, his own desires. The exact opposite of Zedekiah, who didn't care about anybody except himself, and it cost him everything. Verse 13 says, We, your people, the sheep of your pasture, will thank you forever. We will declare your praise to generation after generation. My friends, we have to realize that to be successful in this world and in this life, we must be on God's side. 
We cannot expect him to choose our side. May he bless you as you seek him. We'll see you tomorrow.